What's going on, big guy? Nothing much. Um, just hanging out, looking forward to getting episode two done. Oh, yeah. Uh, episode two. Right back at it again. For those that uh, for, for those that don't know, I'm Brady. I am done. And this is Men in Your Life, Unapologetically Human. Uh, this is where we uh, have those tough conversations that, um, that, you know, us men, we've, we've been kind of groomed not to be, not to have, um, uh, also, you know, those tough conversations that honestly us as human beings, we don't want to have. So, um, welcome. And, uh, uh, if you hear something you like, if you, uh, hear, uh, just feel free to, uh, leave, leave a comment, but definitely, uh, be a friend, tell a friend, hit that like, follow us. And, um, and we'll, uh, we'd really appreciate that. See, so I, I need to admit something here. So the, the be a friend, tell a friend, I actually stole that. And I need to go ahead and give credit just in case for some reason we ever get hit with some kind of a licensing lawsuit. That's actually from the Pat McAfee show where every episode he goes, be a friend, tell a friend. I, I've heard it a bunch of times before, but he does it. And he's it's like so smooth when he says it, because when he says it, you just kind of like you kind of want to just like be his friend. You're just like, oh, like that is so genuine. Like, how can I, how can I not tell somebody about this? So, yes. Case, well, as a Pat McAfee fan, I kind of took that. Room. I'm running with it. Don't really care. I like it. So, so. Well, thank you, thank you, Mr. McAfee. Um, <laughs> I don't really think he's gonna sue two low-level people when he has millions and millions of dollars from the Indianapolis Colts sitting in his bank. So that's, I mean, that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so how was, uh, how was your week, man? Uh, my week, I mean, it was busy, not as last week, uh, but it was definitely, I uh, had a bit of a, bit of a truck problem. Um, had, uh, had a truck that decided that it's dash lights wanted to light up like a Christmas tree and, oh, no. um, oh yeah. Well, and then, you know, two days later it, lit up again after they told me they fixed it and so i told uh he, he tried to tell me it was you know it was this and that and i'm not an i'm not a diesel mechanic so i took him at his word and of course it was uh then i brought it back i'm like well it wasn't that so <laughs> it clearly wasn't what you said it was so let's try this again. yeah yeah i've uh obviously I, I i would never i would never put a a uh a vendor of ours on blast so i the uh, the the name of the company, but I'm actually trying to push to get away from this company because you know they also said, yeah, there's two trucks there. One of them will be be set aside for you. And by the time uh, I got around to going, they didn't have any trucks left. And they're like, yeah, it'll be you know through three or four hours and all that stuff. I'm like, oh god. So um, I, I should say that you know I wanted to get rid of the uh, I want to get rid of the the rental company we're using, but I want to get rid of those rent, rental <laughs> That's like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you were a Seinfeld fan at all growing up, but I don't know if you, there was this Not episode really. where, well, there was this episode where he rents a car, you know, from the airport. Right. And they get to the airport to go get the car and they trying to check him in. They're like, well, sorry, your rental's not here. And he's like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what, what's, I rented a car. You know, I had, I reserved a car the car should be in the parking lot. So the woman is like, well, I apologize. The car's not here. We got rid of it. So he looks her dead in the eyes and goes, what's the point of reserving a car 
if nobody upholds a reservation, she goes, why? Well, I don't know what to tell you. The car's not here. But he's but so he goes, you understand the irony of that statement where you reserved the vehicle and then you gave it away to somebody else. And that's what that that's what that whole situation sounds like. It's like, yeah, well, I got you a call. Actually, that's exactly what happened. That's they. Yeah. Happened the uh, the truck the trucks that were supposed to be available the the agent actually looked me in the face and told me that no I wasn't and so I rented both of those trucks out this morning but they were on the email chain so I don't know how they didn't know about it other than that I mean other than that it was fine I mean the weather you know if, I, I as a lot of you uh, probably noticed I'm I'm in the Seattle area so we're in the rain uh, we had a bit of a rainy rainy week but this weekend is gorgeous i went you know i'll go into this a little later but i went and did one of my favorite things this morning and it was it's probably about 70 nice what about so you how was your week you went you went and shot uh 18 holes today right or did you just do a i did run? no no i did I, I i i don't even i don't even warm up until i'm like six holes deep so <laughs> i'm not that good so uh, but yeah i went and shot it is that six holes or six beers actually i usually go early enough in the morning i don't drink a lot when i go golfing if i have a if i have yeah if i have a tea time past like eight or nine i'll uh i'll, I'll start I'll, I'll have a beer or two or three or six um but what about what about after the 18th do you all rendezvous back to the uh, to the clubhouse and and smack back a couple uh bloody marys or whatever it is you golfers you swingers who I'm, it, uh, don't ever call me a swinger again um but <laughs> uh <laughs> no i uh it depends on who i'm with who i'm golfing with um i golf with a buddy of mine mark he's a great dude um Actually, uh, hopefully, get, I'd like to get him on here. He's actually, uh, uh, I hope he, he, if he ever listens to this, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but his name is Mark, so good luck finding him. Um, he, he's actually a cancer survivor, so uh, oh, okay. good for him. Uh, shout out to him. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah he's uh, he's been, uh, he, he and I have been golfing. I think we've gone, this is our fourth time this year. Nice. So Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so one, tell us so a little bit about your week. All right, I'll get to that one one thing. So speaking of golf, I don't really follow golf. I don't really understand golf. I can't hit a golf ball to save my life. But, you know, there's this guy out there, Phil Mickelson, seems to be pretty good at hitting the golf ball. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I've heard about him. Apparently, okay, and yes, I know who Phil Mickelson is for all I know. you golf enthusiasts. So anyway, uh, apparently, oldest man to ever win a majors, right, or a masters, sorry. No, um, uh, ever to win the championship. The championship, period. Yeah. Ever to do. And the last one I heard was he's also one of the oldest people to ever hit some kind of drive record as well at the championship. Oh, I didn't. Did he, I didn't hear about that. Did I'm gonna have drive, to look that up. Did he drive one like 390 yards or something like that? Not Phil. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I think so. They were talking about how he looked so jacked coming into the championship, and he was just straight bombing balls off the off the tee. All right, PGA Championship. Maybe Phil Mickelson joins the exclusive list of 14 golfers to win six major championships, six or more okay. uh, major championships. Maybe it was like 360. Maybe it wasn't like 390. But apparently, he just straight just smoked one down the down the. Uh, he down jacked the one, man. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, right. So, and then as we're talking about golf, I can already vividly see all the viewers dropping from the 11 that we have. Golf is picking up in popularity. Um, I mean, dude, I'm playing. I'm playing the uh, PGA game on Xbox. It's fun. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm winning, and I'm fu- it's fun. So, I mean, you know, I kind of I have the Happy Gilmore approach. Where I'm just like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just let's just whack, give this thing a whack and see what happens. You never know. Absolutely. That's also, so, my, that's also my approach at um at Top Golf, by the way. But yes, so back to me. Stop my, avoiding my, it. My uh, my weekly recap. Yeah, right. Because this is a doozy. So my okay. For the most part, the week the week went well. Um, you know, work was work was a little crazy, and I'll get into that a little bit later as well because, uh, you know, like I said, we're talking about self care and decompressing today. So that it's a, I'm, it's kind of funny how things work out because I told you before, you know, I was telling you before that I was kind of leaning towards another topic, but you know, sometimes some things just happen that that kind of pull you in the other direction. Well, it's a good thing that we, that we stayed on. This. Some things happen during the end of this week that definitely led me down this road to, to, you know, to check myself and say, Hey, you know what, this is a good, this is a good week for this because we're about to talk about this. So I'll get into that when we get deeper into the, into the show today, but my, my week went well. Um, we, it, or, you know, to, it seemed like it flew by other than, you know, Thursday, Friday. Um, today, the uh, the wife and I went out and uh, got some lunch with, uh, with some friends of ours. We actually went to go see quiet place too. Strongly Terrible. recommend. Strongly recommend. Fantastic movie. Um, probably watch that first one first. Man, you haven't seen Quiet Place? No. Uh, I, I think I think you'd like it. I honestly, I think you would. Um, but yeah, you know, other than that, the week the week was good. So right now we're just you know we're hanging out. We went out to to Walmart to go hit one of those Memorial Day sales we got going on, and you know, happy wife, happy life. Right? That's usually how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So last week, to recap, we uh, we you know we did our pilot episode. We kind of dove in a little bit um, to Brady into Brady's life, and he was nice enough. And that was not the plan either. I mean, we didn't. I didn't mean to like put you on the spot. It just kind of happened that way. But you were, you know, you as the guy that you are, you were a sport about it, and you went ahead and, and you you rolled with it and told a little bit about your life and um, the struggles that you had. And we had a real good conversation about. Um, kind of learning to pick yourself up as, as you go and that, you know, the dark moments of your life don't justify the, or the dark moments that you're going through don't justify the rest of your life. Right. So just cause you're well, going just, they're just time, those, they're, they're, yeah. they're just that they're moments. They're just moments. That dark moment doesn't justify what's going to happen for the next 10 years. As long as you don't let it happen, right? And you, and that's 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 for I think a good a good topic later on, which is mm-hmm. I think going to be either next next week or maybe the week after. I don't, I don't think we've decided yet, but I think it, you know it was for me. It was I thought it was a good show. I think we had a good conversation. And shout out to all of you fine people that tuned in on Spotify and anchor and checked us out. Y'all gave us a follow. You're giving us the, the listen, the views, as you can say, and checking out the Facebook page, which there's a link to the Facebook page on the anchor app. So if you are interested in, you know, interacting with us during the week, instead of how your day is, if you need to reach out, uh, you'd look onto the anchor page and there is a Facebook link 
posted there for you if you would like to follow and to reach out to us. Absolutely. We appreciate everything, um, all the, all the support. And, um, that is, uh, this, uh, I do want to, I do want to mention though, um, that that's why we do this. We want to reach out to people. We want to connect with people. We, we don't, we're not, yeah, honestly, like I said on the last episode, it's kind of therapeutic for me to do this. So I, I mean, I appreciate that, but more than anything else, we want to reach out. We want, and, we want people to reach out to us. I mean, feel which, free. Drop drop a message. Drop a comment. Um, which we people had, are doing? We had what three yeah. people reach out to us this week, telling us how how appreciative they are of the of the podcast. I mean, the very first message that I got, which is coincidentally the uh, one of Taylor's friends. You know, I'm I'm friends. With, we're kind of. I guess you can say we're all friends now. Um, I, this was a wedding that I was, I was in their wedding and when she reached out to let us know like, Hey, that podcast was amazing. And she started opening up and telling me more about her life story. And I shared a little bit of the initial review with you and that, I mean, I don't know about you, man, but I got hyped, like hyped. Oh, me too. Well, we, we, we really appreciate that. I know you had a good buddy of yours reach out and, you know, as it flows in, man, that it's just, it's more motivation really for us. We just give you, you know, the people listening the best, you know, the best hour and some change that we can give you out of these segments. And and I would like to say that it's the, you know, we do, yes, we are, we do focus on, you know, men's health and men's well, mental well-being. But I actually had a friend of mine, um, a female friend of mine, reach out on Facebook just not that or earlier today, uh, and recommend actually recommend a topic that was phenomenal. That was, I mean, I'm really looking forward to del- delving into that one too. But you know, that was this isn't just for men. This is for everybody. I mean, yes, we're. I mean, we're not stupid enough to try to tell a woman either. You know what she needs to do for self care and what she goes through. Mm-hmm. We're a couple. We're we're a couple of men, and we know what we go through. We know we know the, what, what we do to to you know to get through it. To you know we all we know these things, so that's why we can speak on it. We can't speak on on anything else, so that's kind of that's one of the reasons we focus on it. That and you know, as I said in the last one, stigma is going to be a word that that you're going to hear probably quite a bit in this podcast. the The stigma of men, of mental health in men is something that needs to be broken. Absolutely. And to touch on your, to touch on what you said about, you know, we don't know everything. Like we're not telling you what to do. Like these are, this is just some, some friendly advice from two guys that give a shit about your life. Like this is, that's all it is. And it's just opinions. Like you, you can listen to us and think that we're crazy and go on about your day. That's fine. But we hope that from our experiences and just, that's all it is, just suggestions and opinions and you can do with you what what you want with it. And we just kind of hope that it reaches somebody and that suggestion or that opinion or whatever, you know, resonates with you and that it helps you work through some things that you may have going on or you don't have going on, or you know, somebody that is, is batting through, through some things and it gives you a, a way for you to reach out to them, to help these people, you know, to, to reach out and give them an, uh, an option to talk about or to talk to you about, you, you know, just kind of whatever, whatever we can do to help. That's what this is about. Absolutely. 
So, um, anything else you'd want to go you want to go through over the week? Any anything sports wise that you noticed this week? Uh, appreciate the the golf reference. That's awesome. But uh, um, yes. Yeah, so I don't know if any of you. I'm gonna. I'll I'll be real quick with this. I don't know if sure. any of you are baseball fans. If any of you follow ESPN or if you are even on Facebook, you have probably seen this. There was a little league play in Major League Baseball that happened the other day where the batter, Javi Baez of the Chicago Cubs, hit a routine ground ball to the third baseman. Third baseman throws the ball over to first. A little oh, off target. First baseman comes off the bag. Javi Baez decides to turn around and run back towards home plate. while Will Keep in Craig, mind, there's two outs. There's two outs. While Will Craig, the first baseman for the Pirates, starts chasing him down the first baseline. Now the problem all he, with this All he would have had to do was tag first is turn around and touch the bag. And what happened was, as Javi Baez is running backwards, there was a runner on third. That runner decided to take off and go to home. Will Craig tried to do this little lollipop toss to the catcher to tag the runner out coming to home. Didn't get him. He's safe. Catcher turned around and decided to just yeet that ball past the second baseman who came to cover first base into the outfield. So not only did the run score, Javi Baez got to first, and then got a double out of it, which is the most wild thing I've ever seen in my life to happen in the major leagues, other than three guys running to a fly ball in no man's land right behind second base and then nobody catching it. Like that, that's just, yes. that's just shit you don't see in the pros, man. No, but other, no. other than that, um, hockey to me is, is dead. No, it's not. I mean, just the Caps got knocked out, but I was actually pulling for the Islanders the other night playing against the Pens because I hate everything Pittsburgh. Um, but hey, not everything. We may have a listener in Pittsburgh. Eh, that's true. Okay, we don't hate people. It's just the sports teams. That's all. Really. <laughs> that's probably not going to help us either. <laughs> <laughs> we don't hate it. It's a rivalry. That's all it is, you know. But no, I mean, other than that, that's that's pretty much it. Nothing really, you know. Football, football is getting geared up, so I'm excited for that. Obviously, but mm-hmm. other than that, no, man, that's that's it for me. All right. Um, I got, I mean, I really got nothing. There was uh, nothing really going on uh, for me. Uh, the Mariners are, are p- playing like the Mariners. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a big Seattle sports fan. Um, so, and this was, I was a Seahawks fan even before Russell Wilson showed up just for the record. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you. I was actually, when he showed up, I was not on the Russell Wilson bandwagon. I, I always said that with our scheme, with our offensive scheme, he was too small. I I was one of those guys. I was, you know, he's five foot ten. Don't don't let anybody fool you. He's five ten, not five eleven. Um, <laughs> yeah, but he's five foot ten. You know, we're a run first offense. I, you know, and you know, I, I, I always said, you know, in this with the Seahawks. Now, granted, keep in mind, I'm coaching here, but um, you know, I always said that you know he was. You know, with the way we play, we need like a six foot three pocket passer. I've I was a huge fan of Hasselbeck. I loved Hasselbeck. I thought um, I thought he the dude had a cannon and he was accurate. Um, but we could never coincidentally, coincidentally, which is why y'all gave uh, Matt Flynn a absolute Brinks truck. Back that motherfucker up into his oh truck. yeah. Here took all the money that you want, and then he never played a down for the Seahawks. No, he did not. So, but yeah, uh, the Seattle uh, 
Seattle was uh, is is doing okay. I mean, better than than you know, if you were to look at the team up, the record is much better than that. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but I we've been winning, and so you know, I just take this minute and say, go go Mariners. Go. I mean, uh, what what are they? Uh, they they're saying rise up now. That's uh, that's their that's their thing, right? I like that. Rise up. You know, I like that. That kind of ties into this whole to this whole thing we got going on too. Exactly. Up. Exactly. So the, this week we're going to talk about, um, if you don't mind, uh, moving moving on to to the topic at hand. Um, this week we are talking about uh, Dan's kind of story. You know, what made Dan get into this? What's what's Dan hoping to get out of this? And, you know, let's learn a little bit more. As as I said on uh, on the post, we're going to dive a little deeper in the well of Dan. Um, so, you know, uh, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Dan? What's uh, what, what makes Dan tick? Um, what what makes Dan tick is, hey, you know what? It looks like I got myself a technical difficulty, and I'm gonna have to go ahead and drop out of this conversation. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what I mean, what, what makes Dan tick? There, there's a lot of things that makes me that make me tick, and it's probably not all all great either. But we can start from the beginning. Um, for 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 people, I think to get a full understanding of, of who I am and probably about like why, I, why I act the way I am or who I am really like as a person. Um, most people probably, probably nobody honestly actually knows this. I was, uh, I was adopted at uh, at three months old by, by my parents now and growing up had a, uh, had an older brother, Matt, that some of you have probably seen me post a lot of, sad sappy shit about um that was uh, like i said my little brother and you know I, I looked up to him um we maybe not maybe didn't have the closest relationship there was but to me when you how do i put this when you are adopted you don't look at your family differently because you don't know anything different you know for me i didn't know anything different that's mom that's dad that's my brother this is my family What's what's interesting about that is is that when you grow up, you you fall in love with your family, right? But there's always something different that kind of pumps through you. Like your blood is always going to be different than than the people that raised you. So what makes to me what makes that a little challenging and difficult thing for my parents because I was not a uh, a great child growing growing up in the least bit um, is, is is knowing that is that you know. This is a this is a child that we know nothing absolutely nothing about. This is not from our blood, and we have to instill our more into this child's life. And they did, even though as challenging as it may have been, and as much of a shithead as I was as a kid growing up, they did one hell of a fucking job getting me to be who I am today. And one of the people who had a my life was was my brother um i grew up watching him play baseball i grew up watching him be probably one of the most athletic people i've ever met in my life this is the kind of guy that would go out into a field pick up a lacrosse stick and go play lacrosse not knowing what he's doing and find a way to succeed this is a guy that could go and play basketball he would he could play soccer football you know and, and funny story is that Later on down the road, um, probably I think I was, 
I must have been like 19 or 20. Him and I went finally for the first time in our lives went head to head in a, on a, a competitive sports, went head to head on a flag football field. And it was kind of cool because that was one of the first times that my parents ever came out to like watch. Like they, they would come out and like kind of watch me play every now and then they'd go and watch him play. If we were playing on like a local field near the house, but knowing that we were playing each other and see kind of seeing them up there in the stands, that was really cool for me because again, you know, we're six years apart. So when I entered high school, he was graduating and left. So we, again, we didn't really have that um, closeness. Right. But like I said, I, I looked up to him and he hated every aspect of that because he, to be like him and it took me a long time for me to figure that out and it wasn't until 2012 when i figured out why in 2012 uh, my brother uh took my brother lost the battle with depression and uh took his own life um for years uh i realized and learned that he along along with my parents were trying to protect me from what was going on with my brother um <clears throat> excuse me sorry um no worries you know take take your time man this is you know as the years as the years went by i realized more and more that there was a lot of things like i said they were trying to protect me from and i understood why because even though Matt and I may not have been close that like to me, it didn't like we were close the way that he acted with me was his way of, of showing me that he, you know, that he loved me, that he cared about me and him, me, him wanting me to be my own person, a direct effect of that because he didn't want me to be like him because he thought that if I was going to be like him, I would go through the same struggles as he would. Believe it or not, little did he know, I had already been dealing with some of that stuff way before that. I, in high school, dealt with, uh, I was dealing with some depression, and um, I got bullied a little bit, uh, and that ended quite abruptly when um, when one day, I was, I was walking down the halls, uh right before football practice and somebody came up and smacked all my textbooks out of my hands and I turned around and you know, those real thick history books, like the things, Oh like yeah. The, like the 15 inch thick history. I turned around and basically went straight Barry Bonds on his face. Um, I gave him one quick swing and knocked him out and realized that I had some shit I needed to work on. Uh, I was not a component of counseling. I'm still not really, I, it, I wouldn't say it bothers me. It, it's hard for me to try to open up to somebody that doesn't really know anything about who I am as a person. And that's just more of a me thing. That's not, uh, that's not them. Like that's not on them. That's me. That, like, that's me and my, and my shit that's going on. Right. And that's why we're doing this to talk about that stuff. Um, so kind of circling back to, to Matt, I, I took that as anyone could expect hard like really really hard obviously i found out uh, i was at work um it was uh it was march 3rd it was saturday um i had woken up in the middle of the night to a horrendous thunderstorm and lo and behold he had driven his truck into our driveway walked across our backyard 
went over the, the fence, the, our, our cross rail fence, and into a field behind our house. And I had no idea. I, did, I, I woke up basically roughly around the same time that he that, – or that they think that he pulled into the driveway. And for years now, uh, it took me a long time to understand that he, I, had, I had a lot of guilt – uh, cause I felt like if I had gotten up and at the time we had just gotten a dog or my parents got a dog and he was barking a lot that night. And I had kind of put my headphones on to kind of phase him out thinking that he would just bark himself asleep. Right. Thinking. And then I, I'd always blame myself because if I had got up and let him out, would I have caught my brother walking across the yard and been like, Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Um, so that, that kind of ate at me for a long, long time. And it took me years to realize that it's, it's not anybody's fault. And I said that last week, it's not anybody's fault, but you can still feel like shit. Right. And you're always going to feel like shit. You know, the hurt doesn't stop. It maybe gets a little bit easier to handle or talk about. As I say that, as I choke myself up on this motherfucking podcast well but, on, um, on you uh you you know you you uh, that's something that i've i've said for uh, quite a few years now is you you know people are a lot, of, a lot of people that don't understand even people that do understand they don't and just don't think about it as you know they say you, you know you'll get over it you'll get over it. i don't I, you know i i don't believe that i believe you'll get through it i don't think you get over it. you never forget it it always stays yeah. with you but you push yeah. through it yeah, right, right, right. You don't really, you don't, you don't forget. You just find a way to push through. You find a way to rise up. You find a way to rise up and you push through. During that time, um, early on, my parents were obviously, you know, obviously upset. I took it upon myself to swallow whatever I had going on down. I took a couple hours, you know, I cried about it. I talked to a couple friends that day that it happened and I made a point from that, from that moment that I was just going to shut it down and I would deal with it later because there was other people in my, in our, in my life, mom and dad who needed help with stuff. They needed somebody that could help them around the house that could help them get through things. You know, I, I, I basically, you know, I became, I became what they needed me to be, which maybe wasn't fair to me and probably wasn't fair to a lot of other people. But I did what I thought was best. And in turn, me not dealing with the loss of my brother at that time, probably, I, I, well, I can, not probably, I can, I can confidently say, set my ass back years of years of battling through and pushing through that. If I had taken the time, if I had taken the time to talk about it, when I should have talked about it and opened up when I should have opened up and had the uncomfortable conversations about it when I was going through all those things, it may have my, the next few years may have been a little bit easier for me. But with saying that uh, my brother was, like I said, I, I wanted, I wanted to be like Matt. And uh, the one thing that Matt did really well was play baseball he was the one that really got me into baseball as a kid. Um, growing up watching him, his number was 27. 
And that's why, you know, people who know me, you see the two seven. That's that's Matt's mm-hmm. number. That's always that's always going to be my number. That's going to be his number. That's 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 just that's just how it is, right? That year that uh, Matt passed away, I was coaching. I believe this would have been my third season coaching baseball. Um, I was coaching high school kids, um, and that year for me was it was bad. I uh, I lost focus of what I was doing. Um, I became a shitty friend. Uh, I became a shitty person altogether. I didn't really give a shit about anybody. I didn't give a shit about myself. I drank a lot. Uh, I drank in the confines of my own home because I knew that there was a line that I could, I wasn't going to allow myself to cross. And that line was, I'm not going to go out to a bar and get hammered and, and drive, you know, and drive and do something dumb. Right. Mm. But that well, line, thank God you didn't. right. And that line that I told myself I wasn't going to cross, I ended up crossing. Um, there's going to be a lot of people I, they're, they're going to hear this for the first time. And I don't know if my parents are listening and if they do, I I truly apologize. Um, there was a time where I was sitting up late uh, and I had probably, uh, I think I was going through this, like my second urban for the night. And uh, I, myself, we're big, um, we're big firearm people. Like we we're big gun people. Um, that's a topic that can be a topic for another day, but, uh, we're, we're big gun people. And I made it a point to always, you know, clean my firearms. And I always had my firearms with me. Um, one day that night or that night, I, uh, I usually always, um, leave a uh, magazine in my firearm and, and one in the chamber. Always got to be ready to go. Right. Somehow, uh, that night I decided that, um, you know, I, I wondered if I had the balls to, to basically, you know, end it. Right. Um, there's, there's a time when you kind of hit rock bottom where I don't want to say you give up, but you welcome in a lot of, a lot of things like a lot of outside shit, you kind of welcome it in. And I wouldn't, I don't know if, you know, some people are, you know, like I said, people are different. They do it because sometimes people do that shit because they want to feel something again. Right. They want to, if, if, if they hurt, then they're feeling right. My issue was, is that I, I had stopped feeling for a long time. I, there, I just didn't care. And it wasn't that I was giving up. I was just numb to the fact. And I had welcomed in, that that darkness um and then you gave up and uh i welcomed in that darkness i and i I could still confidently say i didn't necessarily give up i just kind of welcomed it in i sat down and i poured myself i'll put it this way i sat down and poured the devil and myself a drink and i said that we're going to we're going to have some shit out and we're going to fucking talk through this shit we're going to do it now so I took myself to a point that I most I will never go back to ever again uh, in my life. And I, I don't know. Maybe I can't say never again, but I will truly 
honestly never went. I honestly never want to go back to that point in my life. Um, where, I, like I said, I was sitting down and I had put uh, put a gun to my head and then pulled the trigger. Uh, lo and behold, I had completely forgot at the time that I had cleaned my firearm that day. And as you know, as you know, gun safety. Everything's unloaded. You don't have a bullet in the chamber. You don't have a magazine. You always make sure it's, it's you know, the chamber's empty before you do anything, right? Mm-hmm. I, never, I never reloaded it after I was done. And mm-hmm. I squeezed that trigger and it went click and nothing happened. I fell to the floor and I started crying uh, for hours. And like I said, that was that moment where I we decided, and I say that where I said, you know, we pour, I poured a drink for the devil and me. And that was that moment where we decided, I decided I'm going to hash the shit out. I'm going to do it now because that was, that was as far as I would ever, that, that was, that was as far as I could go. That was, that was it. That was rock bottom for me. And as I could say, or as I said last week is that one of the, and I, and I mean this lightly, one of the bright sides of being at rock bottom is that you can't go any further. You have to only go up. Right. And like I said, that moment of darkness outweigh the rest of your life. So if you can find a way to push through that moment of darkness and start rising up and pushing through and bringing yourself, you in picking yourself back up, right? Start picking up the pieces. You're you're working on yourself again, and that's exactly what I did. Is that I started working on myself again, and I, I understood that I wasn't going to be okay. I was I was pissed off, you know. I mean, who wouldn't be upset, right? I'm fucking pissed. I'm angry, you know. I'm I'm picking fights with people, and that wasn't a good part of my life either. But I was still breathing. And one of the things that I love saying is if you're breathing, you ain't leaving. Right. Cause as long as you're breathing, then you're, you're living your day. If you're breathing, then you still gotta, you still have your, your, your life. You still have control. If you're breathing, you still have control. So if you're breathing, you ain't leaving. And, uh, I, that's as long as I was breathing, I wasn't going to give up. I knew it was going to take work. I knew it was going to take time. I knew that it was going to take time to let people in. And that's exactly what happened. I took, I took the time that we needed. And I think that was one of the most important parts, um, which is also a good way into this. You got to take the time for yourself to work through shit. Now, what I did wrong was I, everything. I mean, I, I shit the bed on all of it. I didn't do any of it. I didn't do any of my self-care right. Let's just, let's just put that out there. Um, when I realized that I wasn't doing it right, I made, I made that decision that, Hey, I need to change my life. Like I can, I can process this shit, you know, in a timely fashion and how I want to, you know, you work through how you work through, but you can't, you, you can't just because you're angry at the world doesn't give you the right to be angry at other people. Like, you know, none of of these people did anything to me. It's not their fault that I, their fault that I can't, I'm, I'm unwilling to look in the mirror and deal with my shit. Right. That's not them. That's on me. And one of the parts of, of being uh, of self care is being self-aware. And that's, Mm -hmm. like I said, you know, we said early on, we're going to say some shit that's going to piss some people off. And this might be one of those parts that piss people off. And I don't mean to, you know, I'm not trying to be a dick about it, but being self-aware and and looking at yourself in the mirror is a hard thing to do and understanding and understanding that you can't 
be the way that you are. Like you can process how you want to process, right? And in, in a safe manner, you know, we're not saying you're like hurting yourself, but you you process the way that you process. But it does not give you the right to be an asshole to everybody. So no. you need to make sure that you, you got to check yourself before you go through that. And there are people out there who generally care and who are generally wanting to help you. And if you don't want the help, that's okay. But you can't be an asshole about it. Like you, you just, you just can't because it only makes it worse. Cause then what you start doing is you start burning bridges. Right. And they say when you're burning bridges, you don't go back. Like you can't go back when you start burning bridges. Right. Well, it, to me, that's bullshit because you can burn a bridge, but when you, you know what happens, you know, when you burn a bridge, right, what happens with all that wood? It just floats in the water, right? It just floats there. So it's not ever fully gone. You can rebuild the bridge. You can rebuild those pieces and you can rebuild your way back. So when someone is generally caring about your life or cares about you and wants to help you out, check yourself before you say no, that's fine. No one's going to force you to take help. But when you have some people that care about you in your life, and one of those people who really got me to really open up and like be okay with like be okay with not being okay was was my wife. Like, you know, when we won our first date, that motherfucker lasted seven hours, and that's not usually how first dates go, right? But not we, generally. We 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 could because we had that uh, we had that that's that we had the same thing where you know she lost her best friend i lost my brother and we sort of were able to connect in that way and we we helped each other out a lot like she's she's always been there for me anytime i've i've had breakdowns and i still have breakdowns but that was a big moment for me because that was one of the very few times that i actually opened up and talked about my struggles and talked about matt and now you know, you and I, we can sit here and have an hour-long conversation about this stuff. I couldn't Absolutely. do that. I couldn't do that six years ago. I could, you know, seven years ago. But I can do it now, and it's not—it's not easy. But I can do it now, and I—I I learned, and like I said, my wife was a big component of this. I learned that, hey, man, you got to take time for yourself. You got to do some shit that you love you got to do some shit that brings you joy and sometimes you got to do some shit that that might fuck you up a little bit i mean like you know some people put on those sad songs like during like a breakup or something that's okay oh, i like, was one of them i was one of them i think everybody was like that you're like in high school you're putting like uh like three days grace or you know like some some shit boys like to that. men for me i mean boys remember i'm a little older than you so <laughs> you are i forgot about that you are older than me so so I think some of it is just feeling something and doing it in the right way. And that's, that's basic. That's really what this, this whole episode is about. Is, and, yeah. Is, and, and I feel like that's, you know, that's a, that's a great way to kind of segue into, you know, uh, this, this week, this week's topic. It's, you know, that is a very common, I think, coping mechanism and, uh, 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 avenue of self self care for anybody for man woman child um, mm. music I mean oh yeah you I I don't care what you're going through I don't care what you feel I don't care what type of person you are I don't care what type of music you like you can always find something that exactly. you can re- relate to always I don't care I don't care what top what genre it is shoot man it could be the freaking uh, uh, 
Sesame Street theme song. If it brings you joy and makes you happy, yeah, man, more power to hey, you, dude. Well, I, don't, I don't I, care. You know, I when I was a kid, uh, there was a there was a TV show called Dinosaurs. Um, oh, I'm the yeah, yeah, not the mama. Um, I actually, I am not ashamed to say, I had that yes cassette tape of you know of all the songs that the like the dinosaurs. Oh yeah, it was it, and you know what? It was funny. It was hilarious. I was still little, so I loved it. But yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what genre you're into. You can find something. So what are some of the things for you uh, that like, what, what would be your top, I say would be like, what, like your top three go-tos for self-care? Like you had a bad day or you, you know, you're getting stressed out because, you know, this isn't just about depression. This is about being stressed and having anxiety and having, you know, panic attacks. Like how do you, what do you, what would you do or what do you do to get through moments like that? Um, of course, depending on the on the situation, you know, the, it, it, there uh, different situations elicit different emotional responses. So you know, you kind of take care of that each 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 different situation differently. Um, not to sound redundant, but um, one thing is okay. So growing up, I grew up literally grew up in a bowling alley. Um, my grand grandparents uh, opened it. My grandfather sold it to my my mother. Um, and I would just like to say probably she knows more about me as I've become an adult than I ever thought she would. And she's been probably one of the most supportive people in my life. That's you um, but, but, um, and that, that ties into this week because that's going to be probably one of my top threes is, uh, I mean, talking to my mom. Mm-hmm. Talking to my mom, I can literally talk to that woman. I mean, I'm 40 years old. She's still my mom. Okay, <laughs> I'm six foot four. She is all seven, I think. Yikes. She's she's not. A, I am six foot four, and she still day introduces me as her baby. I have God no problem with. Woman. I I God have no problem that with that. Cold. And and I proudly and I stand there next to her proudly. Yes, I am her baby. Because don't you know listen. Can we just can we just give a, a quick moment of silence for your mom giving birth to you? Because holy fuck. Well, I was you no, know, you know the funny thing is I'm a big dude. I was two months premature. But um You're a little <laughs> no, uh, you, I was I was two months premature. Yeah. In nineteen eighty one, which was not wow technology yes um no. <laughs> so but but where this is going is okay so my mom owned it i worked in it for the uh, a good good healthy portion of my childhood um i would come home from school every day and i would you know put my book bag and stuff upstairs and um and literally go downstairs into the bowling alley and go to work that's, um that's we so have, cool though. that is awesome so, so where this is going is one of my top three. Number three would probably have to be being in a bowling alley. The sounds, the vi- I mean, and, and being in a bowling alley, it's a violent sound, the crashing of the pins, um, mm. the smell, the smell of the oil. Um, the, the, when I, can, I used to be pretty good about, like, I could listen to, to somebody throw a ball, hit the pins, and I could tell you how many were still standing up. 
Wow. That's um, awesome. <laughs> so bowling, bowling for me was such a huge part of my life, which go, which kind of ties into my second, my second one is actually the action of bowling. So I guess that kind of rolls into three, but, mm-hmm. but as when I'm, when I'm bowling, I mean, I'm, I'm in a zone. I don't, you know, I'm a pretty, pretty damn good bowler. Um, I bowled in the Masters in Reno uh, years ago and um, bowled, bowled like crap, but, you know, it was an experience. Um, uh, for those bowlers out there, um, I've never bowled a 300. I've been bowling since I was four years old, never bowled a 300. Uh, I have shot an 800 series. Um, I have shot lots of sevens, lots of sixes, but I um, bowling is a huge, huge self-care you know kind of calm myself down kind of a thing um what about you what what's one of yours oh man there there are a few things you know like i said earlier on when you you know being adopted you are you know you're raised by your family you know it is what it is but you've always there's always something different about you right you always got some somebody else's blood is pumping through you and blood is blood you can't change that and i say that because I would say that uh, my most of my family are not type people in the least bit. My mom used to make a joke that uh, she goes to the store to buy food. I go and shoot mine. Uh, <laughs> and she <laughs> like, you know, there's nobody else in our family that does that other than your cousins in Maryland, which are like my really, you know, we're related by paper, but we're, we then we we have no relation whatsoever other than just paper, right? So I was like, I told her, I was like, I don't know, I was like, I don't know what to tell you, man. I was like, you know, blood is blood, and I used to always say that to her because I'm like, hey, blood is blood, because I would always be into like different stuff, and one of my things would be just being outside, and I used to, you know, this before COVID, obviously, was being on the baseball field or going to the baseball field or the batting cages and just like the smell of just the dirt and fresh cut grass and hearing the sounds of, you know, bat, bat to ball, you know, ball to leather or just the pitching machine. I used to go, I would drop $40 easily at the batting cage and sit there for two hours and just hit balls. And it was so, I would put my headphones on, listen to music and just hit balls. And it'd be so therapeutic. And the other, you know, the other thing too was, uh, was hiking, was being outside, was going camping, was hunting, which is something I haven't, I actually sad to say I haven't done in many years and I need to get back to it. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely, I can definitely feel you on the, on the camping side. I've never been, never been a hunter. I, I shouldn't say I've never been a hunter because I've never been hunting. Um, but I, and I don't have a problem with firearms. I've just never really been in the, in the position to be able to go. I th- I'll tell um, you what, there's something, and I know people are going to sound, this is going to sound crazy, but if you really, when it really gets down to it, it's not just about going out to like shoot an animal, right? It's something about waking up at, you know, ass crack of dawn. And whether it's by yourself, or you're with a buddy and you make that, you take that trek to, you know, like a, like a mile out from where you're going to post up for the day. And it's just the, the silence and it's different as to when you just walk through the woods and you just notice, you know, you're just walking through the woods. You don't really notice anything. You go, oh, you're like, you know, it's a beautiful day, beautiful weather. When you walk through the woods and you're taking that trek to where your stand is or your blind is you you start picking up on on all the little things you start noticing stuff and it's not like it's not like i notice oh i you know i'm this you know i notice a squirrel it's so you know and i'm hearing these footsteps and it's not like paranoia it's it's beauty it's 
actually like connecting with with nature itself and you just learn to enjoy it and you take it in a little bit differently and when you're sitting on the stand and you're quiet and you're you know calling in a deer you're you know calling in a turkey or even duck um when you're when you're sitting in a blind or a stand and you just you're quiet and you feel you know the the breeze on the back of your neck and the crisp like fall and the, and it's just you know there's something about it where it really like clicks in your head and you're just like this this is how you become one with nature see this with me happen. with me that's that's when i when i go camping and yeah, um and fish and fly, like i love to fly fish i'm not, i'm not one of those people that you know i know all the fly fishing gear by name and stuff like that but i love to fly fish i love to go camping and you know it's it's funny because you you mentioned that um um and i would honestly say that's probably my second my the first for me always has been and always will be music but um but when it comes down to it when you mentioned it. It's been years since you've gone hunting. Um, mm-hmm. And, and yeah, you can talk about it and stuff right now, but you really do almost forget that feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when I first do admit, I go to campsites. I, I have no problem going to, like, I don't do a whole lot of hiking. I just don't. It's never been really my thing. I love to, I mean, I love it when I go, but try to get me to go. This, <laughs> it's it's hard it's hard to get me to get me to actually go on a hike but um but once you but, go you're gonna love it oh i love it i love it when i go first step to go <laughs> and, 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 you know, I'm kind of like you. i'm not really like i'll go to campsites it's not my biggest thing like i want to when i go out camping like i i want to get my own wood i want to get my own fire i want to you know clear out my own space i want to get my tent i want to stake that motherfucker in the ground you know what i mean and one of the cool things one of the the awesome things that that i did last year was december like second to third weekend me and two of my buddies brian you you know brian um me and my buddy brian and my buddy colin we i kind of let the you know i was like this COVID shit is like really starting to get to me. You know, we, I need to get out of the house. Do you guys want to do a camping trip? Like, let's, let's just get out of here. Let's oh, just, you I know, remember we, you telling me about this. So we went up to West Virginia to um, a family property up in West Virginia. And I, I would just like to point out to everybody. This is December. Yes. Week of so, December. so if anybody, everybody had any, you know, misgivings about calling him crazy, don't he is. <laughs> Second week of December, we get up there, right? And I'm tracking the weather all week because I'm like, oh, shit, it might be cold. Like, we're talking about teens. So I was like, guys, you want to go? You know, if you don't want to go, it's fine. I completely understand. I'll just do it on my own. And they're like, no, no, we're in it. Let's do it. So I, we got we lucked out. It actually got to about 40 degrees for both the, both the days that we went. But when we got up there, my buddy Colin, this is the first time he's ever gone camping, right? And he just wants to get into this stuff. That's just kind of how he is. He's a good dude. He always he's always always going to say yes to some kind of adventure, right? Um, we get up there, and man, his eyes open up so big. He just like he. Apologize for that. We got we got kicked off of our uh, of our recording, so that's that's awkward. That's that's terrible. I yeah, we we interrupt these. No. 
so let me to wrap up that story real quick you know like colin he that i mean it just took it in right and that's part of it, it you know the self-care of everything and trying to get back on track because here we go Ray. we're doing a better oh, job oh yeah Ramble. we're doing a better job but you know we're, we're still rambling um <laughs> it's doing the little stuff that brings you joy like you said the bowling alley and music and you bring up music Music is is just a storybook to the soul, man. That's all it really. Oh is. man, I'm telling you. That's and I'm a big now, and I'm I'm not afraid to say it. I love country music. That's I mean, mm-hmm. I grew up on it. Now I listen to pretty much everything. I'm not a big fan of the mumble rap now. I'm not a big fan of the screamo metal. Um, but I will say that I listen to just about everything. But I mean, go, country is definitely my go-to. Um, and, uh, my favorite right now is probably, uh, I'm, uh, Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen, um, two of the, I mean, Luke Combs, I don't, I don't think he, you know, he knows how to, you know, put a song out that's not a hit. I uh, you on that. Um, he's, uh, he, the, he actually has a song, has mine and, and my fiance's song with that, our wedding song. Um, uh, it's our song. We're going to, we're going to dance that's to it at our wedding. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, what about you? What What's your go-to for as far as music? Go for. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm kind of all over the place when it comes to music. I like. I love country. I don't really listen to a lot of the new country. I listen to a lot of like '90s Red Dirt country. I listen to bluegrass, some folk music. Um, I. But to be fair, what I mean, I'm. I range from everywhere. There's days where I'll listen to just like instrumental type music where it's just guitar and like a violin and you know that's all it really is or i'll mm-hmm. listen to like x ambassadors um i'll listen to uh who a uh, day to remember you know i'll listen to like all kinds of things and it kind of just depends on my mood really and i think and i think this with the self-care and the decompressing it really matters it really doesn't matter. It really depends on what your mood is for that day. And I think that's the mood that you're in, like the mindset that you're in, it really dictates how you're going to handle the rest of your stuff, the rest of your day, the rest of your moment, you know, kind of like with, uh, with work this week, I had a situation where a dry, I had a situation where I needed to get a hold of somebody to, confirm uh to, to confirm something and i called a situation uh, yeah I, I had a situation i called multiple people and i left voicemail voicemail a handful of times which really irritated me and as of today i still haven't got received a single email or phone call back and to me that really it really ticked me off because i felt like i was disrespected and then i realized something is that you know, you, you can't control the uncontrollable. The only thing that you can control is just what you do and how you act in that moment. So how I act in that moment, feeling like I'm being disrespected is you can't let yourself become unprofessional. You have to still stay professional. You still have a job to do and you just need to do what it is that you need to do to get the job done. Right. And I think some of that is, and for me, during that moment, one to to decompress and to kind of like let, sh- I went out. I took a little walk, you know, and that's all it really took for me to regain my shit was, or to regain myself was just go for a little walk, get some fresh air, and that was enough for me to reel it back in. I uh, I mean, so I mean, you'd probably say 
disrespect is is a red line for you. It's uh, oh, yeah. it's some that I mean it, you can go zero to sixty, and and I definitely agree with you. Um, one thing I mean, another thing that I can't stand uh, for myself is you know um, bully behavior. I mean, and and I and, and there's a reason I use the quantify behavior because you know it's not just you know pushing people around. It's also like I had an experience with a uh, another driver. Uh, at a uh, loading dock that I was that I was waiting to pull into, and he came in after me, and he tried to he tried to talk to the dock master and and, and let them know you know uh, about it. And dock master is always and I know the guy; he's he's a good dude. Dock master was like, no, this guy was next, and I heard him I heard him say it three times. So this guy was trying. You know what? I know people that that would set them off. Me, I'm like, hey, you know, we all have a job to do, whatever. But he was somewhat in the track. Now, keep in mind, I'm in a 16-foot box truck. Not not overly hard to handle, uh, but it's still, you know, I, I'm one of those. I'm big on safety. Like I said, I've got two small children. Anything happens to me, I mean, it's, it, it's over. Um, but I... I walked up to the driver's side because he was sitting there waiting in a huff, but you know, whatever. Uh, I walked up to his driver's side, gently tapped, and that's, I'm not exaggerating here. I gently tapped on his driver's side door, and he was, What do you want? And I was like, Listen, hey, could you pull forward a little bit? He had plenty of room. I was like, Could you pull forward a few feet, you know, just for safety's sake, so I have a little bit more space to maneuver? And he's like, Well, I gave you enough time, or I think I gave you enough room. I was plus foot box truck in the dock right now too. They'd probably appreciate a little more space too. I gave them enough room too. And then he gets out, stomp, basically stomps down out of his cab. Now this is probably a, a I mean this, it's a, uh, it's a tractor trailer, but the, the trailer's maybe 28 feet. It's not big. Um, so he gets out and stomps down to the back of his truck, looks at me, he's all, you know, I gave you guys enough space. I was like, I, and I, I was like, listen, what's your problem? I asked you a simple question. He's like, I'm done. That was that was the, verbatim. And then climbs up into, into his cab. And, you know, and I'm just sitting here like, and the reason I say that is because stuff like that, it's not, that's not just disrespectful. That's uncalled for. Yeah, it's, absolutely. You know, it, it's, we all have a job to do and I don't care what business, what, industry what i don't care what you do there are always other people around you trying to do their job as well and that's something to remember but at the same time you know that's some the red red lines me and it took i mean i ended up i am i mean in case anybody can't tell by the sound of my voice i am a smoker um so i actually stood outside and i i burned one down and um and it's not a great thing i want to take this moment to say i know what it does to my body I know it doesn't actually relieve stress. It puts your body under more stress, but it's psychosomatically, it makes me feel better. <laughs> so, and, well, well, and, that's like having junk food and watching, watching a movie, you know, you know, it's not good for you, but damn, it's going to make you feel better for that, that hour and a half until you wake up next morning and go, Oh, I should not have had McDonald's. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, and, and that's, you know, and that's a good, and that's a good point on the flip side of what we said, you know, last week was, you know, in these, these dark periods in your time, they're moments and you got to end. That's something that I feel like I always had a hard time remembering is these are moments because it didn't feel like a moment. It felt like my world was crashing down. Mm -hmm. You know, 
it's also on the flip side, you know, the self-care, the positivity, the what you do to get through those moments. Those are those are moments, too. I mean, even if it's like like I said, I smoke cigarettes. Thing to do. I don't recommend it. I wish I never would have started. But for me, even though it's not a healthy thing. Or, you know, staying up and, and drinking a half a bottle of bullet bourbon like I did last night. You know, I, it was it, a completely different reason. But that's a, that was. <laughs> but but um, that, no, that was that was decompressing. We were decompressing. No, that is definitely long. decompressing. We were playing. But I do want to. But, but I do want to say no matter what it is, you know, you 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 know what? You take that moment. However you need to, you take that moment, however you want to, as long as you're not harming yourself. Well, too badly and or others. Uh, I say too badly just because I knew no, there's harm in drinking a half a bottle of bourbon. I do know there's harm in smoking cigarettes. Um, but as long as you, I mean, take, go ahead, take that moment. Don't let anybody look at you and tell you you're wrong for doing it. Don't let anybody ever look at you and tell tell you you're wrong because that's not helping yes. you. No, who yeah. the hell are you to tell me what helps me or not? Yes, that exactly. That's and you, that that dude. That yes, that's all I can say is just yes. And I think more people need to need to hear that. Like hearing those words just penetrate your eardrums. That who gives a fuck? Like you do what you got to do, right? And you brought up a good point. It was bullying and social media is known for bullying right oh god and you can't put anything you cannot put anything mental health related mental illness mental health stress anxiety depression doesn't matter that on social media nine out of ten times you are going to find some douchebag that wants to come on there and call you out and call you names and bully you right that's just one person that is just one tiny little person and you and, it, and believe me that's a tiny little person it's a tiny person, and he that person probably has their own issues. So that little bit of negativity, all right. And I think, I think in today's world, a lot of a lot of us will take will take nine positive comments and we'll run with it. But that one negative comment will crush the nine positive things that somebody just said, right? It's there's you can find ninety nine reasons to not do something. But you cannot. It's 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 easier to find ninety nine reasons than it is to find one reason to do a positive thing, right? You can find ninety nine negative things about yourself so easily, but for some reason, it's so difficult for you to find one positive thing. And you, you as a person, right? Whether whether you are, you know. <sighs> whether you are gay, whether you're straight, whether you are whatever you are, right? There's always going to be some kind of bullying and some kind of negative uh, aspect and connotations about however you live your life. And you do whatever it is that you want to do with your life. It is your life. Whatever makes you happy, makes you happy. And your past struggles and pains aren't meant to define you. They're meant to prepare you for the rest of your life. So when you go through moments like that, when you have somebody who's negative to you, it as like a dagger, but it's not. That moment is there to prepare you to handle the disrespect from the from the, the person who wants to be small minded. And it puts you in that situation where 
people shouldn't be like that, but people are going to act that way. But it prepares you for you to be able to react in a positive manner to a negative person. You have to take with them say negative, right? You can you can just brush them off. You can laugh in their face and go, me. But I I am who I am, and I love who I am, and there's nothing you can say or do that's going to change my mind. And understand that you don't have to listen. You don't have to justify shit. Right, you don't have to justify anything to anybody on Facebook or anybody in public or anybody in that. You, you do what it is what you want to do. All right. Well, um, I I am going to be the bearer of bad news and say I believe uh, we should probably um, start wrapping this up. Um, it is, you know, it's much earlier here. Um, I still need to cook dinner. We've we've gone well over an hour, which I'm just fine with. Um, but I would, uh, there is something that I wanted to take the time this week, um, to really touch on. And it's very important to me to, to really, um, to, to really do, um, as, as the vast majority of you, I'm sure are, are aware Monday is Memorial day. Uh, Monday, um, is, uh, I mean, it's not just a day for barbecue Monday, May 31st. Sorry. Yes. I was looking up the date. 31 days um <laughs> but but I'd, I'd i'd like to i'd like to say a little something and i'd like to dedicate this last few minutes that that we have on this podcast for that because i mean this is all about mental health you know the in memorial day is not just a day for barbecue i mean i'm and i'm not sitting here and i'm not going to say you know be feel guilty about barbecue and barbecue have a good time like as dan says you know do something that brings you joy however i want you to know that memorial day is to remember those that have fallen and give sacrifice for this country a couple of stats that i've that that i i've got is you know it goes all the way back to the civil war you know 625,000 americans killed in the civil war it's because Americans were killing Americans. You know, you go back to World War One, 116,000. World War II, 36,000 in the Korean War, 58,000 in the Vietnam War, 2,300 Americans killed in the Afghanistan War, 4,500 Americans killed in the Iraq War. And and that's just, that that is, uh, and those are base numbers. These are not, please don't quote me on this, but I mean, just, let's just take a moment on Monday. Take a second, take a beat, mm-hmm. and and remember those that have fallen and have given you the the freedom to have the bar mm-hmm. to to fall asleep peacefully in your bed tonight because a lot of a lot of them aren't. Um, and something that I, I want to do too, um, I'm going to do one. There's something that being in the vein of mental health. I'm sure there are plenty of you out there that have heard the uh, 22 a day stat. 18 to 22 veterans every day that kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, that's not. That's not okay. It's these, not, and we these, we need to do we need to do a better job at giving giving these veterans an outlet that is not that is not harming themselves job of giving them a, a platform to speak on and doing a better job of, of just being being a decent human being 
and being there for somebody who has gone through mental torment beyond anything else that we can imagine. And these veterans, these service members, when they, when they're done with, with their, with their job that they have volunteered to sign up for, they're not, you know, they didn't, they didn't, they're not forced to do this. You know, they, they volunteered their time and their life to serve and protect our country. When they come home, we do a very good job of shitting on them and we should yes. do a better job of embracing them and loving them. Now, sorry, I got a little choked up there. I'm not, oh, I'm, and right. I have no problem with it. Um, there's a, uh, there's a program that um, I, I work with a couple of veterans um, one of them is very heavily involved with this project, and and I do believe you know he he loves this project. Uh, it's called the Till Valhalla Project. Um, and just a little, a couple of things. I'm I mean directly off the website. You know, May nineteenth, twenty sixteen. Corey, uh, uh, you know, I, I say former Marine, but you know, once you're a Marine, you're always a Marine. Always. Uh, one of his friends took his own life. And he created a plaque in memoriam, and he thought it would make him make make him feel, you know, closer, feel better, I guess, uh, for lack of a of a better phrase. Um, and it didn't, so he actually gifted it to fallen heroes' um, mother. And then he started getting all these requests, and he was doing this out of pocket. Um, they are they are profit. Um, they, they sell a lot of merchandise there. I mean, I have no pro and you know, he shouldn't be ashamed of it. Um, you know, talking about the most talking about the merchandise is that, you know, they, they have coincidentally, they have their mental health awareness collection and they have sales going on right now. It's like 20% off all the, of their mental health collection and all their proceeds are donated to mission 22. Which helps, twenty percent of net proceeds are 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 donated to Mission Twenty Two. There's the there's one thing I'd like to say is, you know, these guys Mission Twenty Two is another one. These guys do, you know, like I said, it's twenty two. They say twenty two a day on the high end. Veterans commit suicide, and that that. I kind of wanted to take a moment with with Memorial Day coming up and and mention you know this is this is something that um, in my mind is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all I'll say about it. You know the Tilval that it donates an additional twenty percent of net proceeds toward uh, reducing veteran suicide. They they one of the quotes is you know veteran suicide is a plague. It, it's, it's very true. true. Um, he also Corey, the guy that that started this. Uh, his name is Corey. Uh, the guy. He he always said a hero never dies until their name is spoken for the last time. Mm. 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 So, uh, I mean, is there anything you'd like to talk to talk about with Memorial Day? <clears throat> um, you know, I I have a few friends who who served. Um, I uh, I can say that uh, I haven't had to uh, see any of those um, friends uh, suffer in, in that way. Um, but I know that just because I haven't doesn't mean that they have 
and they haven't, and they they definitely have. And you know, today at lunch, um, a friend of mine who who served as well, he had told me a story that uh, you know one of his buddies reached out to him to let him know just the other his his friend took his life, and this is it's an everyday thing. Like this is this when they say you know twenty two a day, it's that's not a lie. Like per day, no, it's like we're not daily. We're not. Yeah, we're not shit. Like it's not a shit, a shit stat. Like that. That's a truth. Like these are truths, and we we started this podcast for this reason. And one of these reasons is that there there are people who are hurting, there are people who are battling, there are people who are struggling, and a lot of people are box early in life and are never given the opportunity to show the world that what they can offer and it's up to us as a community to help tear down that box and help those individuals along their path to greatness you know we can't do everything for them but we sure as hell can do whatever it takes to help and help lead them where they're intended to be and you as the individual you know you got to put the work in we can't do it for you but you don't have to do it alone and just because some people quit on you doesn't mean that you have to quit on you and you don't have to quit on yourself. It doesn't mean everyone will quit on you. Those who have quit and brushed you aside have tried to derail you from your path, to tear you down and stall your growth. Leave them. Let them go so you can make room for those who will build you up along the way. Because the only way that we can get through this, the only way that we can fight through this, the only way that we can end the stigma of mental illness and to bring light to to raise the or to shine the light and bring awareness to all this is to be the community that we need to be for everyone else just love everybody you know be a friend love everybody do what you can to help somebody go out of your way every day to make sure that you do your best to try to help somebody out That's it. That is, I mean, well said. That's uh, all I got. Well, uh, I know we ran way over on this podcast. For those of you that stuck through it, we appreciate it. Um, it please, uh, it, 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 it has happened. It will happen. It, it's going to continue to happen every now and then. Mm-hmm. We will keep it to a bare minimum. Um, but thank you for sticking through it with us. Uh, thank you for you know supporting us uh, once again. As uh, Dan, you want to you want to say it? You, you say it so much better than I do. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's okay to be okay. And on top of that, to shameless, not be okay. It's yeah, sorry, it's okay to not be okay. And shameless plug time. Anchor, Anchor FM. You can find us on the website. Men in your life unapologetically human you will find the link there for spotify you will find the link there for the facebook page even if you don't listen to this podcast we just ask that you give it a shot on facebook you try to to have an open mind come talk to us send us a message post ask us questions tell your story if you if you want to you know that's what this is here for we're trying to build the community and this is a positive community. That's a mental health, you know, positive community. That's what we're here for. Don't you don't have to be afraid. You don't need to feel like you're being bullied. You don't need to 
being done because there are millions of people out there in the world that might be going through something that you are going through and they can, we can, we can, we can be there for you. We can battle through with you. You know, we can, we can help you rise up. We can do whatever it is that you, we need to do as community to help you out, to let you know that it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. And uh, this may become a regular thing, but um, I, I'm going to do it at least this week it, uh, for Memorial Day. Um, Dan, do you have a shot in front of you? I do, actually. I got uh, some moonshine with me. Nice. Um, I've got a little bit more of that bullet. Um, my my wonderful, vivacious, and extremely supportive fiance is going to join me for this. In honor of Memorial Day to those, Valhalla, thank you so much for your sacrifice. Mm. All right, everybody. Thank you all for checking us out. This is episode two. This will be up hopefully come Monday, maybe Tuesday. Um, we appreciate you. Really, we really, really appreciate it all. We appreciate everything that you all do for us. Until next time. Until next time. Y'all be safe. Y'all have a good Memorial Day. We'll catch you next week. See yeah, you, brother. And remember, see you later, man. Uh, remember, just like Dan says, it's okay to not be okay. And, you know, have, be safe. Please be safe on Memorial Day, everybody. Dan, have a good one. You too, buddy. Hey, guys. Dan here from Men of Your Life and Apologetically Human. Just wrapped up episode two, and uh, I just want to do uh, two quick shout outs. One, Brady, man, you have shared some heavy stuff in your life with me over the last few months, and I just want you to know that I truly appreciate it. I don't know if you guys can really pick up on it, but uh, this man, this man is genuine, this man cares. You can hear it in his voice, you know, that this matters to us, and it matters to hopefully it matters to the people that are listening um it helps us this is part of the decompressing and you hear us ramble on we talk about random stuff that's part of the decompressing that's part of the self-care you know we're looking forward to this every week to get stuff off our chest and to talk and hopefully connect with you guys um we want some feedback if we can get some feedback from y'all we are truly truly appreciative of everything that all of y'all have done we are loving the interactions. We're loving the messages. We're loving the fact that we're out there connecting with people. I want you guys to know that the Facebook page is open for anyone. The messages is open for anybody. You, you guys can reach out, comment. We're always going to be here to talk. Uh, the whole community is there for you. And we are only going to grow as long as our community grows. And that is powered by y'all. And the more that y'all listen and share and like, that that motivates us to keep going. And it's a, it's a huge thing for us because we're super excited to be doing this. We're super excited to be sharing our stories and hearing stories from y'all. And, you know, I, I said shout out one of two. Number two is my wife. She is a soldier. I love her more than anything in this world. And it's hard sometimes being the other person to witness somebody going through anxiety and stress and depression. And I know sometimes people feel like they don't really know what to do exactly to help somebody out. But being there is sometimes just enough. And I just got to say to my wife, you 
have always been there in the right capacity when I needed you to be and when I need you to be and I just want you to know that I love you very much and I am so 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 blessed to have you in my life and Brady man I'm so so blessed to be able to do this podcast with you I hope you guys enjoy this podcast I hope you have a great weekend and we are looking forward to episode three we're going to start a new thing here now where we're going to start linking songs in the beginning and at the end of our podcast that revolve around what our episodes are so with that I send you off with some fine fine music and I truly hope that you guys check these two tracks out it means a lot to us and hopefully it'll mean a lot to you